Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my line mate Matt with me. And Happy New Year, everybody. Sorry we didn't release a podcast last week. Uh, we're both kind of under the weather a bit, and um, so we're coming at you this week. I'm uh, going to try and make up for it with some Blackhawks news. Bedard was named to the 2024 All-Star team. Bedard is also out now four to six weeks from that that crazy um, that crazy Devils game. Uh we're recording this on a Saturday, so that was it was yesterday for us. We're going to talk about that and uh, getting some uh, NHL news. Matt, um, man, what was going on with this Devils game yesterday? You know, like like halfway into the first period, I'm like, is you would think these guys were division rivals playing for a playoff spot, and it was you know the second to the last game of the season yesterday. Yeah, the, oh was, my I mean, it was it was entertaining to watch, but I was really surprised um, that. That that the Devils would like engage in this type of a game with a, a team like the Blackhawks, who are at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the standings. Yeah, it's like our uh, our buddy uh, Dave Hansen gave these guys a pep talk before the game, and they had the foil on underneath. <laughs> but yeah, no kidding. Oh man, uh, for, as a fan, that that's exactly the type of hockey I wanted to watch. It was mean and nasty, but it's just weird. It was. You know, between the Hawks and the Devils, out of all the right. teams, it's like, hey, okay, maybe St. Louis and the Hawks, or, sure. you know, even New Jersey and the Rangers, the the rivalry back in their day and now, and but yeah, I thought it was a very weird game, and you know, I thought that hit on Bedard, you know, obviously you don't want to see your your stud go down, and you know, he's ended up, I think he's uh, got a broken jaw. Hopefully, he's back sooner with the probably gonna have the birdcage on just to protect the face and the jaw and stuff. But I didn't understand it from the devil's point of view, though. You know, I had a, I didn't think a team trying to compete for a playoff spot when it's a very tight race in their division would, you know, play down like that. You know, that's not their game. And uh, I, I credit the Hawks, man. They, they didn't, you know, they weren't getting pushed around. And, you know, their, their guy went down. Nick Foligno came you know, a couple minutes later to his aide and said, hey, you ain't going to touch him. And he fought the guy, and I thought it was a very good fight, and I think he ended up breaking his pinky or something. Or oh, finger. yeah. So he's out, too. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of running around, and, you know, Jack Hughes ended up getting hurt, and, hey, that's called karma. If you're, you know, you're going to F around, you're going to find out, and he did. So uh, I, as as a Hawks fan, I loved it. I thought the Hawks' effort last night was great. That's the way they should play. Don't let anyone push you around because they're, you know, supposedly better. But, you know, these guys, the Devils aren't even in a playoff spot right now. I think they're competing. So the, the effort for the Hawks, I, I loved it. I think if they they play for each other like that, it's it's got to be good for the locker room. You know, these guys are going to bond. And, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the injury list, I don't know if you've seen it, but... I did. The I'm injury reserve team is looks like like they could take the current team now. That's how bad it is. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It seems like the injured reserve team is 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 playing and they've got a injured reserve team too that they're looking to bring up. On the Blacks IR team right now, we have Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard, Andre Sants, Anthony Siu. Uh, Anthony Bolivier, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Nick Feligno, Anderson, and Savoy. <laughs> 
this is like the like the oh and Seth Jones is he is still he's, the uh, <laughs> he's starting to he's starting to skate a little bit and they're you know they're expecting him uh, coming in sometime soon but uh, you know it's it's practically I think they said that the Blackhawks that their salary cap right now is at like thirty five million and they've got thirty seven million on the IR right now from guys that are hurt so a um, lot of cash. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, you know what's going on, uh, and and Jason Dickinson was joking around. You know, we're like laughing at how bad can it get? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's with bad. the with the injuries, he's having a great season. I think he's at thirteen goals so far this year. I've seen a lot of leadership out of Jason Dickinson, and I wasn't really expecting that. He seems to be somebody, um, a guy that has stepped into like somewhat of a. Not somewhat, but a leadership spot with the team, and he's, you know, probably one of those guys that we're I'm noticing that is stepping up uh, to take over maybe a leadership role, you know, for the squad. So I like yeah. him. He's playing a he's playing a, a great game right now. Uh, but but Dard, um, his he's got a fractured jaw. Richardson said that in his playing days, he took a slap shot to the jaw and it was broken in half and he had to have that completely wired. I think he had like uh, five or, I think he said like five or ten pins yeah. in it. Well, and, I was going to ask you, how's the puck doing after it hit that guy's jaw? <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez, yeah, no, man. That, that well, dude could the, cut a puck in half with can, that jaw. He can, man. He yeah. can. Um, this makes me think about Ronick. Remember that Darian Hatcher oh, hit? Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Ronick was so pissed off and amped after that. He's like, no, we got a five on three. I'm staying on the fucking ice right now, and I'm burying Dallas right now. That's right. the mentality. It's so different, you know, and nothing against Bedard. I'm sure he, it's got to hurt like hell, but, like, back back then, man, Ronick was back the next shift with blood just just oozing out of his mouth. It's just yeah, it's he insane, had the, the toughness. It is. It is. I think that you, they're, they're probably trying to be on the safe side, saying like, oh, hey, you know, like this is his kid's rookie season. He's, um, believe it or not, I think he's exceeding expectations. It's like, let's, I think they want to protect him a little bit. You know, he is a big investment for them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like, it's not a playoff game. It's not even, we're not even close to being a playoff team. There's no point to, you know, risk further injury or you don't want him out longer than he has to be so they're gonna take probably the full three four weeks i think i hope that he could come back for the all-star game i'm not sure when it is i think it's mid-february i think but it changes a lot i'd like i'd love to see him compete in those skills competitions and stuff kid's got an absolute missile of a shot and the accuracy, I'm sure he would be awesome. And I'd love to see that. So that for me, I hope he's healed up by the all-star break. They said that he's still going to take part in the festivities, but um, you know, we'll see if they allow, I, I mean, they don't hit each other in the game, but even if they are doing the skills competition, I think they should maybe let him do that. Yeah. I mean, if there's no con, I mean, there's really not much contact even in the, the three on three mode, the way that they do it. I'm not a fan of how they play it. I, I wish they'd go back to, you know, old school East versus West full yeah. game. That 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 was the best. But uh yeah, they they do it by divisions and the winner of the you know, the divisions moves on and stuff. So I I don't think it's that physical anymore anyway, but still they'll they'll probably have to get cleared by the doctor and 
you know, I'm sure Bedard will be like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I want to be there. It's a big stage, you know. Yeah. Toronto this year, and it's probably going to be crazy, you know, with... there. It's crazy. It's a circus there now. I can't imagine it for the All-Stars. Right. You know, this started, I would probably say a couple weeks ago, these uh, Elias Peterson rumors, and they're only getting stronger, man. So a couple weeks ago, it was said that Elias Peterson is is someone that the Blackhawks are looking to or that wants to play with the Blackhawks because he wants to play with Connor Bedard. And, um, you know, it seems like this rumor is just, um, it's just taken on a mind of its own. And they're also saying that William Nylander is also someone that wants to play with Connor Bedard. Now, Nylander, isn't Nylander a shoot first type of guy, Matt? Uh, I think he's more of a pass guy. I think he'll get more assists, but he, he he did put forty in last year, right? So, I mean, I think it's the Hawks have all this cap space coming up. I think it's hey, let's let's surround Bedard with some talent, right? And I think they could do it if they wanted to. I don't know if that would put you know change up some plans with the younger kids, but I mean, I think. I don't know when you consider Dale Talon's rebuild to, I, I guess you could say, oh, 08, 09 when Taves first started. You know, they had pretty good vets. They still, I think they had Havlat. You know, he was kind of like their guy. And then they surrounded him with, you know, more Marty younger LaPorte. talent. Yeah, you know, you had like Bolin start to come up. I think Brower came up. Keith and Siebes were kind of like, hey, you guys are one and two. Let's fill in some, you know, other role guys like Jarmelson and stuff. And then was the next key? year we signed Campbell. That was a big splash. Yeah, it was. And I think that really helped. So if I mean if if this Pedersen rumor is true, I would be absolutely hyped and pumped for it. Because if you look at his numbers, this guy is a pass first dude. And that is what I think Connor needs. And this kid's a center. So you could move Connor on the wing and take those faceoffs pressure off him you know he's been winning them though he's been doing good but you want he a has. guy like Pedersen who's more responsible up there I think and he's you know obviously he's been playing longer this is a the perfect guy I think that perfect type of player you'd want with a guy like Bedard because this guy I think he's got 30 something assists already which is really impressive that's what he needs this guy's going to give him space he could put it right on the tape for him and Connor needs to shoot more. It's just, it's a fact. His shot's so elite. This guy is going to be the next, you know, 50-goal guy for the Blackhawks. So you surround him with talent like Pedersen. And if you even get Nylander, which I'm, I don't know how I feel about Nylander. You know, I, I think he's got the the last name of, it's got the laziness kind of stink to it. You he know, does. like, hey, what are you doing? Go get the puck in the corner. Take the hit. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, and his brother was like that. I don't, I don't remember like his dad the, like that. His dad. He doesn't like going to the corners. He doesn't yeah, like going to the corners. It's, it's like the younger Nylander thing. A lot of the kids don't like doing that. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't think that's what we're looking for, man. If, if, a yeah, guy who's, I would. I would. It, it's cool to bring you know a big name guy in. Like, hey, okay, we're we're that team now again. We're that team. Like, hey, we're the destination. Like, no, I want to go play in Chicago. I want to play with Bedard. I want to win with this kid. This kid's special. Bring that like mentality back, which we what we used to be. I mean, we got Campbell, Hosa, 
Uh, we signed Huey. Remember Cristobal? Huey was a big, big deal for us too. We got rid of him the next season. Yeah, we too. got rid of him. You know, we got Niemi. We were getting all these like college kids too. Went in the Hobie Baker, and they'd be free agents. The Hawks would sign they them. They'd, they'd get them. You know, then we got Panarin. You know, you get you're signing big fish, and it's good for the organization. But you got to manage it better. I think uh, that Hawks were a little reckless with that. I think that was Dale Talon's. Only flaw, he was too good of the players. You know, he he wanted to he wanted to take care of these guys. But then once it came to, you know, up against the cap, and you got to move move guys around. It sucks. You, you got to lose talent then, and that's what happened. The Blackhawks are going to have forty nine million or possibly more in cap space for the 2024-25 season. How do we, um, how do we move forward, man? Like as the squad, because. If they are looking to like rebuild this thing like they have been from the ground up, there's a couple seasons, man, where they're not going to be that that good. But we're going to be getting some youth that's going to be developing and coming in, and that's the proper way to do it because those are the guys that stay the longest, develop the best, and you start a, a culture that way. Do you think that maybe one free agent, like a one free agent splash, just to set the tone, like, hey, we're taking a step forward, and then the next season get another big forward. I mean, a good, um, a big, you know, free agent splash. I think you look, you know, at your young talent, like your, you know, your Bedards, your Reichels, and you got your Nazars, Frank Frank Nazar coming up. You got Oliver Moore, you know, you, you Nolan Allen. You got to think, you know, Korchinski, obviously Vlasic. These guys are going to get paid if they're you're asking them to be, you know, like the guys. So I think Davidson's got to kind of look to the future like, okay, Connor's probably going to be making 10 million a year. It's probably more. going to happen. So it's, it's you got to figure that you got to you got to manage it right. That's why it's huge to win in a rookie contract, uh, the entry contract. You win once with that. It's huge because these guys yes. aren't making nothing. Yes. So absolutely. I think you're, to answer your question, if there is a free agent out there and you can make the splash and he's interested, I think you got to pull the trigger. Like if it's okay. Pedersen, yes, I'm doing it. If it's a Connor McDavid, I'm throwing the bank at him. Yes. Yep. And, 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 you know, fourteen do, million. I would do it. I would do I it would for, to keep that guy around. He's going to bring in more income for the for the city. He's going to score. He's going to put up his points. He's going to be in that conversation of MVP every single year. That's just the player he is. But uh, I would definitely do it. And you got to you got to keep Connor happy. He, this kid is not. He doesn't want to lose every year. He's it's going to get old. I mean, Jack Hughes he's not used to losing. He, they surrounded him with good talent. They brought in some players for him. And you know, look what happened. He scored forty last year. That was a process, though. Yeah, it was about three years it took. Yeah. But uh, I think um, if if you got the the top guy out there, free agent is Elias Pettersson, and hey, it's not working out in Vancouver. You work your freaking balls off to get him here. Absolutely, you have Connor on the phone. Hey, I need you. I need a center. I want a. I need a guy to get me the puck, and I want you to be that guy. Anything you can get him. Do you think that with Connor being you know, being injured right now, that this is the microscope is going to be under Lucas Reichel. Like, hey, you know, like we're going to be looking to see what this kid's doing. 
Yeah, I think uh, maybe a little bit on the DN too. Maybe Korchinski's going to get some, you know, more looks. Like, hey, okay, Connor's out. Step up, kid. Show us what you got. We kept you on this team at the beginning of the year because we, we saw something. Let's go. Take it away. It's your the spotlight's on you. I think maybe Korchinski, Reichel. I, poor kid. It, it, it's hard to produce when you don't have talent with you, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that's why I, I get so mad. It's like, Richardson, give Reichel the opportunity to put up numbers and put him with Bedard. I don't care about Philip Kershev. Yes, he's playing good, but he's not going to be here when the team's going to be something. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. Yeah. Put him with Reichel because he he has an opportunity to be here in the future. Let's see this kid play with the guy he's going to be playing next to. You know, it's the right. only thing I don't like about Richardson these these line combinations. Like, what are you doing? How is he going to succeed on the fourth line with fourth line minutes? You can't get a you can't get a good look off of him that way. He, he needs to be playing as much as possible. And and Vlasic Vlasic and Korchinski put him on the first pair. I don't care if Connor Murphy is good yeah. in the locker room. Good in the locker room isn't a stat. You better be good in the locker room if you're in the NHL. So right. give, like, Keith and Siebes, 06, I went to almost every single home game, and those guys played together almost the whole time. They made mistakes together, they made good plays together, and they grew together, they developed chemistry, and look what happened. They won three Stanley Cups together, playing over 25 minutes a game in the playoffs. Sometimes yeah. more. So let it happen. You got to. This is the time to do it. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code SHYTOMAHAWK. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHYTOMAHAWK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. I've been using DraftKings, and I've been hitting some pretty good bets on there, man. They've got good odds for for money lines, uh, which is typically what I've been doing. But you can also um, you can also put bets on players for points. And I'll tell you what, with Jack Hughes playing, he was good for at least a point a game for the Devils. And uh, Nathan McKinnon has been good for about a point a game as well. And w- with McDavid starting to start cooking again, uh, you can uh, count on him as well. So keep uh, keep an eye out on that, on these guys and, and their point production. So, Matt, back to the action. Um, the Winter Classic is rumored to return to Chicago. That's the kind of star power that Connor Bedard has. Um, are we really looking for the Winter Classic to return to Chicago before they're competitive? 
You know, it's yeah. not going to be entertaining. They said that the most recent winter classic between Vegas and Seattle, dude, there was no advertisements Thanks. about it. Nope. There was no marketing on it at all. I completely forgot about the game until that day. Like I just happened to turn it on. I was like, oh wow. Vegas and Seattle. Vegas, the reigning Stanley Cup champs is playing Seattle, an upcoming team, the last two um the last two uh teams to join the the, the NHL are playing each other in, in the winter classic. Yarn. I mean that's cool. I'm glad <laughs> that they got two new teams, but it completely tanked. It was a yawn fest. Uh, better off watching reruns of freaking Home Improvement than those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I was watching. I watched it for a while, and then I think uh, I think um, Star Wars was on TV, and I had to check that out. Honestly, too. I can't name like three players on the Kraken. I know Maddie Beniers and Maddie Beniers. They had a different Grubauer. goalie in it. Grubauer wasn't even in that. Oh, okay. That Dan Corey's name was or something. He had a he got a shout out. Good for you, kid. But I'm sorry. It, it, that's why I, I remember I sent you the message when I when I heard about this, and I'm like, oh, so the bad Blackhawks are needed again because the NHL <laughs> didn't make any money. F Chicago. F Chicago. Those guys suck. I hate Chicago. But wait a minute. Connor Bedard's a rookie, and he's a future superstar. Oh, maybe we better call these guys and put them in the Winter Classic because people actually watch hockey there. So, yeah, I, I, yeah that's the NHL. Just uh, They crack me up sometimes. <laughs> Team USA wins gold at the World Juniors, man. We had four Blackhawks on that, on that squad. Um, notably, Oliver Moore was, I think he was kind of a, a forward on the outside looking in for a lot of it. Yeah, I I actually listened to the championship game, and the game actually the day before they were playing Finland, and they were down for a while, and the U.S. found a way to come back, and you know it brought me back to our podcast we did about the USA, like just kind of kind of taking over, man. I mean the these young kids coming up, they're so good, and the current you know NHL USA guys, I mean I I I'm predicting gold for that too. This yeah. development in, in the U.S. has been so good, and who's ever in charge of it, keep it up because it's nice. Because we're going to be taking the crown from Canada. Um, I, there was a little bit of drama because the Team USA captain kind of did a little bit of a dance um, when he was going up to get his medal. You know, a lot of some people were making a stink out of it. And you know what, man? It's like. We need to let these guys show off their personality, you know. You know, not everything is a um, is a is a white shirt and black tie event. You know, they, they need to let these guys show some personality, so they so they can start selling this game, so it it can grow more. You look at these salaries at some of these at the other leagues, like the NBA and the the NFL, MLB, and you know they're they're off the charts, um, and that's mostly because they allow these guys to kind of show their personality and these leagues market the, the game better than the NHL does. Matt, what do you think it is, man, after all this time that it's it's the same thing? I, I don't want to say that this is a Batman fault, but I want to say that maybe, do you think like it's a hockey culture thing where, you know, that they're just okay kind of being like the fourth biggest major league in, in the United States or like what can be done so that that this huge, you know, beautiful game that we love can get better in the United States, especially since they have such a long season. You take the freaking wussy 
soccer mom mentality and just the feelings shares out of the game because they're the most annoying ones. Oh, my feelings are hurt because he did that. Day. The kid just won a gold medal. Who cares? You got nothing right. better to do. And it's probably wasn't even the other team doing it. You know, it, it was probably some guy in the media that's never played hockey and would rather be in politics. That's just a fact. Hockey yeah, could I be mean, so it, much better if, yeah, let the guys be themselves. Like you put Jeremy Roenick in his prime, like on social media, Jeremy Roenick would be like a freaking comedian. And those are the guys, the types of guys all these fans like. They like his shows and stuff he does. Everyone wants to hear what Roenick thought, you know? Like, the, 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 that was the 90s guys. They have the best personalities. And, you know, social media wasn't big. But can you imagine, you know, hearing those guys, like, you know, going out and stuff, Roenick, Brett Hall, Chelios on a night? You know, it, that stuff would be awesome. And that's why their podcasts are so good, because people want to hear about it. They don't want to hear right. about wh- who this guy voted for. You know, stupid right. questions. That's what they need to get rid of that, that junk. I think a lot of people look to, like, look to get away from a lot of that, you know? Yeah. At least I do. It's when the I younger watch, crowd, man. I- they're, they're obsessed with where you align yourself with, and it's so ridiculous, and no one cares. And they, for me, are ruining... The, the 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 personalities from not coming out because they're afraid like these people oh he said this we can't support him like that shut up who right. cares like that's the worst part about like the the i don't even know what you call it but i i like saying the soccer mom mentality and uh the kumbayas of the world the the rainbows and unicorns let's let's all love each other sure we could we could respect each other but it's a game these guys are out there competing for the same prize it's going to get nasty i mean, right. that, I mean that's what's fun about it so that that's for me that's what you got to do to make the game better don't don't play the 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 woke junk cuz that's what i hate and like i said going back to ronick that that's a guy a personality you need you know just a guy who tells it like it is funny good with kids you know because jokes around he has fun and give people time you know like you know get an autograph when a kid's sitting on the bench give him a spray shower you know stand or uh, skate real fast you know and spray all the snow in his face joke around you know that that those are the best guys to be around not these uh Guys that are like, oh, he wouldn't wear the ribbon type of mentality, like Seinfeld. Sure. That that's the worst. But yeah, the, the NHL is going to sit in fourth place behind these other guys because, I mean, they're just so their image. They want everything to be so like just boring, and that's what it is. The NHL, the product is very boring, and I, I the personality. There, there's some good ones, but you got to let them be themselves, right? And because it's boring. Uh, and I think a lot of games are entertaining, but I think that how they get there is maybe in like the delivery is kind of boring that um, maybe it doesn't give people like an opportunity to watch. You know, Charles Barkley has said a few times, man, he's like, man, you guys got to check out hockey. Yep. You know, these guys are out, especially during the playoffs. He's like, man, th- this is incredible. I think he was talking, comparing it to the NBA, and he's like, man, this is a complete snooze fest. But I just well, turned on a hockey his game. His era was so different. Are, like, they were right. physical. They, it, they were. And I watched basketball when I was in that era, and it was awesome. Like, I preferred it over hockey, and I'm a hockey player. So, I, I mean, if you, if you let, like, look at last night's game, for example. 
If you advertise the hell out of that, like, there's some bad blood here. Connor Bedard breaks his jaw. Jack Hughes goes down. Like, yeah. Like, let's listen to what they have to say after. Like, Felino, let's 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 hear what he really has to say. I, I can tell you right now. Hey, that fucking guy touched my guy, and I'm not gonna let him get away with it. That's if he said that on. Do you know the outrage? But Dude, that's what really said. They need to have it in like an NHL, like something that you you can subscribe to, where you hear like the unfiltered, um, you know, like what's going sure. on 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 the ice. You know, what are the guys saying? You know, um, unedited. You know, them cussing each other out and stuff, dude. That would sell like crazy. As a matter of fact, I think all of the other. Um, all of the other major sporting leagues would follow suit too to have some kind of a like some kind of a package. You know how they used to have Center Ice. Oh yeah, ESPN Plus. Now you subscribe to this, you know, this service that they charge you, and you get the um, the unfiltered uh, sports. That'd be so awesome, man. Well, that's the best part. If you watch like little clips on YouTube, like you know, hockey shit talking. Th- those are oh, those yeah. views are unbelievable. Like they're they over like fifty million, and those are, that's what people like to to see. I mean, yeah, you don't want like cr- like crazy degrading bad stuff. Like you know, you you want it. You know, like you know, the game is. It, I mean, you don't want like threats. Like I'm gonna kill you after the game type of thing. But I mean, you want to say, right. hey, you gonna touch my guy? I'm. I'm coming after your guy next shift. Like I, I remember watching a clip with, uh, I believe it was Cam Jansen when he was on the the Devils, and Sean Avery took a run at Brodeur, and Cam Jansen is leaning over, yelling at Hendrick Lundqvist. I'm fucking coming for you. Get ready. I'm coming. You're gonna do that. I'm coming. Like that. That's exactly what the hockey guys. That's, that's hockey, man. You, and, you tune in every day for that. Oh my god. I that that's the best part. It's the game inside the game, and that's that's what makes hockey great. And a lot of people don't see it because it's all like, oh, he called him a jerk. Oh man, we should suspend him for three games. That's not. We're not tolerating that behavior. Oh, yeah. shut up with that. For your your <laughs> your suits and your your corporate boards, it's not hockey, you know. I mean, get back to the old school way of things, and hockey will do good again. But if they keep doing this, it's it's boring. I'm sorry, the product's boring. There's barely any hitting. Uh, they're trying to eliminate fighting without actually saying we're eliminating fighting because they're they don't want to lose, you know, like the old dinosaurs that are still hanging on. But yeah, once the playoffs start. That that old school way kind of comes back, and that's what kind of draws me back in. Do you think that you know, like at at the end of the game, Jack Hughes going down, you know, that's bad for 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 the for the Devils. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's really bad for them. It's bad for the league too because this kid is really starting to kind of carve out his his place in the league as being one of the new faces of it to be honest with you and it's it's bad for the for the NHL do you think that maybe some of these smaller type of guys need to maybe i don't want to say toughen up but you know keep their keep their um like their heads up while while playing when things start getting um dicey like they did yesterday yeah absolutely you got to keep your head up you're not untouchable just because you're Jack Hughes and I blame his coach a little bit for his injury. There, There's no reason to play against the Blackhawks that way on a January night when you're competing for a playoff spot. 
Like it, it's a tight race. That division's stacked, and you're gonna play like you know the the D measuring game. Like who we're better, we're tougher than you. But the Hawks are in 31st place, dude. They're a rebuilding team. They're probably gonna get a one top one two three pick, and you're you're gonna run around and you know hit guys and and if they hit you right. back you're gonna you're gonna start getting upset about it no dude i i 100 are blame lindy ruff on that like dude protect your player like tenority and felino they know who jack hughes is they, the the whole lineup knows hughes is your guy like they right. they just watch their brother bedard go down and break his jaw they're not too freaking happy about it. I know Nick Felino was not happy at all. That's why he dropped the gloves with that no. guy. But that could have been avoided, I thought, if like you took the time out, even the intermission. Say, hey guys, we're a hundred times better than this team. What are we doing here? Like, let's beat these guys with our skill and our special teams because they're gonna take penalties because they can't keep up with us. But no, I mean, like New Jersey was taking crazy penalties. Like, I think the box at one time wasn't it like full with both teams. I mean, it was mm. very entertaining game, it but was. like, I think they had like four guys. Just didn't make sense for the Devils to play that way. You know, they're 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 playing for something, and now they don't even know how long Hughes is going to be out. But you know, they're going to learn the hard way because I I still think um, if they could barely beat the Hawks, it's going to be a hard time in the playoffs with a, a very depleted Hawks team. Like this is twice. It's like a a Rockford Ice Hogs, maybe indie fuel like team, you know. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know, man. It it sucks because Hughes is an entertaining player, but yeah, you're not untouchable. And he's either is Connor Bedard. I mean, he's got to keep his. He's got to be ready. You know, he's someone's going to hit him. And me and you've talked about this. Like, hey, if you're going to skate in between three guys, it's probably not a good idea. You're. I mean, these guys are NHL defensemen. They're not going to let you do that. You know, right. So you you gotta you gotta play a little bit smarter. I hope he gets better soon because he's the only reason why I'm you know enjoying watching the Hawks. He's phenomenal talent. I I hope he comes back and I hope yeah, he's gonna be out. I hope he, he still gets the, the rookie of the year. I I still hope he, I I think he could do it, but it, it's gonna be even harder for him now. Yeah, really unfortunate. You know, Matthews is the first player to hit thirty goals this year so far. Man, mm-hmm. we're about. Halfway through the season, dude, we already have a 30-goal score. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got, uh, I think he's 30, and the top five guys are like 26, I want to say, and a uh, couple 24s. Uh, it, it, it's good to see, man. I think, you think he can hit 60? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he can hit 60. I think uh, Kucherov is at 28. I think he'll he'll probably get 40, I could see, but I... I yeah. Probably get another thirty assists if that. The guy's phenomenal this year. He's really running away he with that. He might hit fifty, dude. He's running away with that award. I think he's yeah, he's what what's he at right now? Kucherov's at twenty eight goals and thirty nine assists for sixty seven points, and he's a minus wow. three. All wow. those points and he's a minus. So yeah. tells you New Jersey's or I'm sorry, Tampa's having a hard time keeping the puck out of their net. <laughs> Matt, are, is there anybody standing out so far, like during this season? Anybody that has, you know, points or just with their play? Is there anybody that stands out for you so far? Um, you know, I don't think we give this guy enough love. I, uh, Sidney Crosby, he's you know on the back nine of his career. He's got twenty two goals. He's got seven, or I'm sorry, nineteen assists, forty one points, and he's a plus fourteen. 
The guy's still putting up great numbers. The guy's still a stud. He'll probably hit 40. Just uh, just a stud, man. And, um, you know, I don't think Pittsburgh's going anywhere, but he's still, you know, got the team on his back. You know, he's still that guy, right. captain. And it's cool to see, man, because he, you know, he's kind of close to our age. He's, uh, you know, I think he started in 05 or 06 was his first year, and he's just been lights out since. Which, how do you feel about Mark Andre Fleury tying Patrick Waugh for second all time in wins? Yeah, I, I heard this on the radio the other day. Yeah, man, it, I, it's weird to say. I just don't think he's at that level of Brodeur and Waugh, you know? No, I just he's like not. when, when you, back then you, you thought of those guys, those were the only guys hoisting the cups, it felt like. Right. Waugh or Brodeur. And uh, yeah, he's a great goalie, great for the game, awesome personality. I think he definitely a top ten goalie. But you know, he he's been on. Uh, I think he's been on two two cup winning Penguins teams, right? Or was it? Th- I think it was two. And I think he lost the net yeah. to Matt Murray. He did. Then he, you know, it was cool for oh, him. No, no, it might have been three. Was it three? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He he. Um, he lost it to Matt Murray yeah, for two, two of them. You're right. You're right. Then he went to the 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 Golden Knights and he took the team to the final. That's cool. I know they didn't win, and you know he ended up coming here for a year, and he was awesome to watch. Very entertaining. But uh, yeah, kind of jumping around a bit. He went to uh, Minnesota, and it's just a weird spot for him for for me. Yeah, it just doesn't like. I don't know. It's, it seems like it never really worked out. But yeah, I think he's a top ten goalie. I don't think he's like the top like those guys, Bro, uh, Brodeur and Wah. You know, maybe you throw in, you know, Ken Dryden up there. Uh, just those guys were really special. Those top yeah, three. they were. I I just think that you know Brodeur and Wah, they were such a. I'm not saying that that I uh, think they're the best. Flurry Flurry wasn't. I I don't think that he compares to them in talent. I think that they were just well. Actually, I think that Wah is actually better than Brodeur. Same. I think Wah, Patrick Wah is probably the best goalie to ever play. And yeah. uh, I wore thirty three one year because I loved Patrick Wah when he when actually when he got traded to the Avalanche. I really started watching how good he was, and I I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really remember him from Montreal, but as I got older, I learned what happened. You know, they they kind of. They boot him literally to a new team. That's how bad it was that night against uh, Detroit. Yeah, I think they put in ten goals on him, and you know it's kind of a spit in the face to like the coach keeps him in there for that. It's kind of like, come on, this is the guy that's got you two Stanley Cups. He's the best goal in the league right now, and they leave him in there just to get shell shocked. And yeah. Watt took it personal. He was pissed. He, he did. He walked over to the uh, the the GM at the time that would they sat behind the bench and say, "Hey, I'm done. I'm not going to ever play here again." And that was his last game. And you know, we know the rest of the the history. He he won two Stanley Cups with Colorado, and he was a huge part of it. And I just I yeah. thought he said it to the did he say it to the GM or the owner? Might have been both of them. I but I believe it was the GM, and he walked right by that coach. Like it was yeah. it was like. Like, hey, he kind of like, hey, here's my shoulder. Boom. You know, I'm walking by yeah. you and you're going to. And it hasn't been the same for that organization since. You know, that it team hasn't. hasn't done much. They made, what, one final since? And it was yeah. Carey Price just having a great 
You know, it was a COVID Had season. A good run. But it's the, the usual Carey Price. Carey Price. On his it was just poor Carey Price. Canadians. And, and it's what that's been probably what mid nineties. That's that's a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think Wow was probably the goat, and I give Brodeur number two. And for me, uh, Eddie Belfour, my guy, I I, I got to keep him top five too, just because he's the reason why. Top three. He was a competitor. <laughs> you know, Dominic Hasek, another one. Yeah, I just it's weird to throw flurry with those guys. I just I, yeah, I I don't I don't see him in that league, you know, with those guys. Like those guys could stand on their head and they could change a game. Yeah, and and, and to Flurry's credit, he has stood in his head a few times, but he played on some really really good teams, really good Pittsburgh teams. Yes, whereas yeah. Wah, you know. Montreal was pretty good, but he was the deciding factor oh, in that. He was phenomenal. His play. Phenomenal. And even Brodeur for the Devils. That's one of the most boring teams you can watch. But that guy would start 75 games and win 40 of them. Right. And that's how good he was. And, you know, the, the, those guys changed it. They changed the, the goaltending, you know, footprint forever. Those guys were workhorses. You know, and then you got Dominic Hasek doing his thing and the, just throwing his body anywhere to stop the puck. It was freaking cool to watch. The human <laughs> slinky, you know? I mean, it, yeah. it was awesome. And then, you know, Belfour watching what he... He was undrafted. The Hawks signed him as a free agent. And he, you know, he knocked guys Isn't out. He knocked really good goalies out of here because he was so good. He won his net and, you know... He blamed his immaturity for not winning here, and he goes to Dallas, and he telling him, hey, Dominic Koshik's the best in the world, and that's all the motivation he needed, and he ended up beating him and with a better goals against right. average. So I, I, I consider those guys his, the top. He showed everybody why he was his backup. All for sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I like to throw Mike Richter in there too because yeah, I like the American guy that, you know, he got the Rangers that, cup that they've been dying for they were you know mark messier had a lot to do with that and so did mike richter he was really good so those like those are the 90s man i can name so many goalies that i just think that they were better than flurry like skill wise sure. felix potvin you know those guys and Cujo. Cujo, another one and chris osgood i think very underrated you know, Ed he never, was. I, he never got the love in Detroit, which was crazy. To I me. don't understand Mike why. Vernon, I don't. You know, yeah. I mean, he, he Osgood stood on his head, man, and he and he in, to his right, man. He helped them win. Yeah, they had some god tier teams, but yeah. I mean, he fought. Uh, didn't he fight? Wa he fought Wa one scene? year, and then Mike Vernon the, fought him the the well, previous he, well, year. Vernon, yeah, Vernon fought him the first year, and then Osgood stepped right up to him. The, you know, the, the next year, man. I tip my what, hat to the guy. Five ten at the time to Wa's what six three. You know, <laughs> yeah. guy skated right up to him fearless. I'm like, geez, yeah. if I'm going against this guy, this guy's got a reach advantage already. I'm probably going to get suckered in the face a couple times, but dude went yeah. right after him. So the yeah. goalies were just different, man. I mean, I, I, I'm forgetting a bunch. Like Ron Hextall, you know, I mean, yeah. Grant Fuhrer, those guys in the night, the goalies in the nineties were amazing. Oli the goalie, Kolzig. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. Olaf Kolsik, he had the Godzilla on yeah, the side of his mask. Only the goalie, man. He was, he had a good uh, run that year. They, I think they ran into the Red Wings, I want to say. Red Wings won the cup. They swept them. But I mean, that Peter Bondra was on the uh, 
Capitals that year with uh, who's that guy? Uh, Ziggy Palfi. I think yeah. he was on that team. He was. Uh, they had they had a pretty decent team that year, but you know that like the Red Wings, they were the Yankees at the time. They spent the money, and you know they had freaking three starting goalies. They had two Norris trophies on the back end. Uh, the they Russians center, doing their they thing. A, <laughs> they had a center who was uh, who, who was a uh, offensive dynamo, but good enough to play defense as well. Yeah, Sergey Fedorov. Yeah, put him on the back end, and he dude would compete for a Norris. That's how good he was. So, man, he was incredible, man. Built different. I, I just can't see Flurry fitting in with those dudes, you know? That that elite right. 90s goal goaltending club. And you lost yeah, in I, that I don't... to Matt Murray, you know? And that where's that dude right now? <laughs> he's gone. He's not even playing minor league, I don't think. He's not in the AHL. I don't even think he's playing. It's just wow. it's crazy like I, I'm not knocking the guy cuz Flurry was such a character here and I think he was good for the team that year. Gave a lot of a lot of fans some hope, you know, having a good good goalie, very likable dude. But it's just, yeah, when you name those guys, like, I just, yeah, is he better than them? Mm-hmm. Maybe at some things, but I don't think he could do what they did at that time. Right. All right, everybody, that's all that we got for you t- this week. Uh, do us a favor, hit us up on Twitter if there's anything that you want us to talk about, if there are any other goalies that maybe we missed that were your favorite growing up, and uh, let us know. This is a Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>